Welcome to the Sixers Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Will Coffrin. Joining me after some deflating losses, to be quite mm-hmm. honest, Justin Maltz of Sixers Mania. How are you doing? I'm uh, like we went the, the depressed voice after, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, the Sixers are, have been on a losing streak, which um, is expected when you when you don't have the MVP on your team playing you know consistently. And uh, I'm not shocked, to say the least. Now, some of these games, you would have loved to get in the win column, and they, and they fought hard in, in a few of them, but... Uh, it's been tough as of late. Maxie should be an All Star, but I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, but we're we're hanging in there. Don't worry. I think I think he's definitely going to make the All Star team, especially with Halliburton's hamstring yeah. injury. I think that I don't, I don't know if Halliburton's going to going to be back until after. I, don't, I I truly don't. Know. They're saying he's reevaluating in two weeks. I like how we're talking about two Tyrese's, <laughs> but one focusing on the Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. Uh Sixers. Lost the Hawks. We were gonna record. We we had three different recording days, so we really picked the uh, suboptimal one because of how things fell out. But uh, so we're not gonna be as hot with our instant reactions. But the the Hawks game was frustrating because they played fairly well without Embiid, which was encouraging mm-hmm. to see. But obviously, losing overtime. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna start off with a. Uh, I'll get your take in a second, but I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, mm-hmm. We might not always see eye to eye on everything when it comes to basketball. Uh, and I don't even know if he agrees with me here, but this is really his take. So uh, shout out to Mitch, your boy, uh, mm. because I'm going to blame the refs for this one. Mm. Uh, obviously, we have we had our own Thank issues. You. But uh, the refs, like, and, and you know, I'm not going to spend a while complaining about it. But Maxi was fouled at the end of regulation, which would have been free throws and would have provided a win. Um if he made one pretty much because he was fouled with one second left Trey Young slapped him didn't get called uh then in uh overtime they called a horseshit call on him I was like how do they call where Trey Young like and people are trying to compare that to to what MB does on offense it's nowhere near the same Trey Young just straight up shoved him and and Maxie got called for the foul and fouled out and then the Sixers yeah. fell apart afterwards so so fuck the refs anyway what's your take no, I, I mean, it's, I agree. It's very clear at the end. Everyone saw the replay. It just was not a foul. And I, and I think um, uh, it's obvious. And it's unfortunate it happens, especially the one where you call Maxi's final foul where he, you know, he has to sit out. He's, he's fouled out of the game, which is, it's unacceptable, especially in an overtime game where it's coming down the wire and it's a critical moment and your best player on the court that is putting up crazy numbers, especially as he was heating up. It's not like he was, you know, cold. And it's just, in that moment, to have your top player foul out on that type of bullshit, which we've seen from Trey before, it's not the first time that he's done his flop antics and, and all the good play and beats flopped. We've been, he does yeah, it every, everyone does every player, every player, like flops, but Trey Young, man, the dude, <laughs> act like he got shot. I mean, come on. So I, it's just unfortunate, but it happens and, and it's, it's basketball, man. It just, it's part of the game now. It really is. It's unfortunate, but it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just, and, and people are, uh, I'll talk about Nick Nurse because it, it transitions into that. Uh, I don't actually have an issue with how Nick Nurse called it, and I'll explain how it went. Uh, he wasn't able to challenge that call on Maxi because he used his challenge on what seemed like a hopeless uh, a challenge at the end of the game, at, at the end of regulation. Uh, you know, not to recap everything one by one, but uh, that uh, he, we were down one. And Trey Young was going to the line to shoot two. And Trey Young is obviously an incredible free throw shooter. So Nick Nurse challenged it because he's like, fuck it. Like, he's probably going to make two, right? Like, that was my what I was thinking. And if you called, uh, yes. he, he was going to call a timeout anyway. 
but he wanted to do it while Trey Young was still on the court, so they can't sub him out for defense. And Trey Young misses the first one, which was the shocker, and that's the whole reason we went overtime. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, was it bad not to have that challenge on something, especially because he used it on something that was hopeless? Sure, but like, what are the odds Trey Young goes one for two, and you needed to call a timeout anyway? So like, I, I don't know. I think nurse there uh i'm just talking there because there's other stuff we'll get to when it comes to nurse i think i think was fine i don't know what, what were your thoughts so yeah i mean i think the the decision there was was fine overall but i will say i mean in overtime i don't even think he played a minute d'anthony melton right played, that was, I, he, I was getting there next but yeah, yeah go on I, yeah i believe he was on a minutes restriction i, I, right. I assume he was but i mean he played 21 minutes uh and i mean he wasn't great but once again first game back after not playing the past couple with i believe it was, it was a hamstring or it was i I forget exactly what the injury was, but nevertheless, not a huge injury. He came back, played 21 minutes. You'd expect him to play maybe something in overtime, right? It's a close game. Max right. is playing well. Especially when Max He's, goes out. Yeah, really yeah exactly. especially when he fouls out. Patrick like, Beverly. Yeah, which like listen, I'm a Pat I like Pat Bev, what he yeah. brings. I understand that he's limited in some capacity, but would love to see DeAnthony Melton, who I think is one of the top four or five sixers on the team consistently when he's on. I mean, he really is a, a very quality role player. DeAnthony Melton should be out there and he's not, which is just unfortunate. And I and I understand long term coaching decision. You don't want to re-risk an injury and whatever it is, but just unfortunate stuff that you couldn't bring him out for a few minutes in OT. Yeah. I, I, I certainly agree, Melton. Probably should have been in there, but once again, I'm not trying to risk long-term health. They know about the injury more than I do, uh, but I don't think it was. If he's fine to play 21 minutes, I assume he could play 26, you know. Right, yeah, I know. come on, but yeah. Right. Uh, I've seen. Also interesting, we brought in Mo Bamba for overtime, essentially just to win the tip. He actually lost the tip, and then they couldn't <laughs> sub him out, but he actually was playing very well, so they kind of kept him in. Uh, so I, I just thought that was interesting. We talked about Bamba versus Reed. I thought it was a rough Paul Reed game. Personally, I think a lot of Paul Reed games have been kind of rough, especially when he's the starter. I don't know what, um, do you have any, I know we talked about it on the last pod, but there been any further development yeah. in your thoughts there? I don't, I don't want to say the lights are too bright for Paul Reed. Cause I, I am a Paul Reed fan, right? Especially you, you alluded to that when he gets to start there, but I think, to have Bamba in, which I feel like in spurts, not to say Bamba is a star, right? But I think he he's a quality backup, and he's not – Paul Reed I would have over him, but it's not that significant, right, where mm-hmm. you honestly have two guys in the backup center position where they could e- equally fight for minutes, although Paul Reed is is getting paid more, of course, and I think we view him as a second you know, backup center to Joel. Yeah. And then Plus Bamba he's going to be here longer. Tier. Like Bamba's he probably is. done after this year, you would think. He is, so and, I, and I like Paul Reed's versatility. I think he could, he's a little more mobile there, and his finishing around the rim, he, he has he had actually a really nice reverse in like the first quarter that I, that I, I was like, He has wow, good moments. He just has really bad moments, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some highs there has, and there's some lows, and I think when, of course, and not even I think, it's a fact, when Joel Embiid's on the court and even when he comes off, you don't view it as much because, you know, Paul Reed's not playing 30-plus minutes. He's playing, you know, 15 or whatever it is, right? So it's it's a lot different when the MVP's in there. That some of the, even that, some of that stuff that he makes mistakes when Embiid is playing, it kind of gets not covered up, but you don't notice it as much, which yeah. I think is what we're seeing now, you know, since Embiid has been out the past couple games with the injuries and all that. Yeah, Uh it's been interesting. I think Nick Nurse is losing faith in him, and not that Nurse is necessarily turning to Bombo. What we've seen more and more is Morris at the five, which like I'm not anti Morris. We talked about uh, how he's actually like kind of grown on me, and 
and how he's making every shot. Um, I like the guy. I want him to succeed, but he just can't be a five. It, it's really reminiscent of Montrez Harrell on defense, to be quite honest. Um, and that's no disrespect to, to Morris oh because uh, I think Montrez is one of the worst Sixers I've ever seen. However, Morris <laughs> does stuff on the offensive end and like has other like Correct. he's not a center. He can so shoot. The, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's the fact that he's playing as well as Montrez Harrell was on defense is you know it, it's not that's not his fault. Anyway, go on. No, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was agreeing to your point with Marcus Morris, though. I, I like Morris in, in spurts. I think is the key word there. I like their, I like well, him I like in spurts. Four, I, just not. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. Him as a backup center is, is not ideal. I mean, he's just not going to defensively hold up. It's not, and it's not realistic. I mean, he is a four, right? He's not a. Yeah, he, is he a was a three most of his life, and then yeah. So he's a there four. you go. It's like he's not. He's yeah. just not a center. So correct, correct. Agreed. I don't know. It's still the Covington thing is weird. I'll still never understand. I honestly feel like like I don't want to trade Morris, but if it means Covington starts playing, and because Morris is a very tradable contract. Uh, I think it's pretty. I, I, I don't know the percentages exactly. I'm, I assume Morris is shooting better than Covington. Right? Yeah, Maybe well, I has, bit, right? Morris, I feel like doesn't miss. So yeah, I, feel so like I mean, that, like that, that's. But I would like to see Rocco a little bit more out there. I know he's been injured recently. The past couple of games, he's just been out. But even when he is healthy, I mean, we we said it before, right? He doesn't get the same amount of time, which is I don't want to say concerning, but you know, it's if a he's little not weird, getting. Though. Well, but if, and especially, I mean, he's not getting time now. He's not getting time right in the plan. I mean, if you're not getting time in January, you're not getting right. time in April. It's well, just it's just true. it's just weird. So I know it's different positions, and we don't have guards, so that's why. But um, like Jaden Springer played 13 minutes yesterday, and Jaden Springer, I mean, he he's awful. I'm 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 not being I'm not. We look at the minute things that he improves upon, and just ignore the fact that he 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 sucks. Um, but. Anyway, uh, Kenyon yeah. Martin, same, same position. Kenyon Martin got six minutes yesterday. So I don't know I because a little bit. <laughs> really, I yeah, just for fun. I, I mean, he's fun because he's athletic, but I don't really, I don't really like ever want to see him in a competitive game. It's like the 2K player, like, hey, like lob it to this guy off the backboard. Okay, just yam it down. And like, it's unrealistic because it's, you know, the basketball wise, just like he's just not that good. But, you know. Yeah, but if we're trying to do that, just bring back my boy, Ray John Tucker. I'll like give the people what they want. Oh uh, no! Bring the bring back uh, Matt. Where's Mac McClung? Let me see. Mac yeah, or McClung. McClung's fun. That's what oh I'm saying. God. Like we're looking there for we fun. Go. Give us those guys. A little uh, 360 windmill, please. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think that's that's it in general. I'll I guess I'll I'm obligated to say Tobias Harris played very well yesterday, but I still think he sucks, and I think like yeah, he has to say that. He has to say that. But Tobias, yeah. With the classic, like I don't even know what do you have thirty points. It was one thirty two and ten. One once again, I mean, one of your one of your you know the typical quiet. Even though usually it's a quiet twenty from Toby, it was a quiet thirty this time around because I think he has to get thirty. Like it's just expected because no one would be. They kind of have to reach that number, or yeah. else like we're gonna lose by four hundred plus it's limited melt. Like, you have to hit thirty, Toby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like there was there was almost like very there was almost no way he didn't get thirty. Like it's just kind of the classic Toby game. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not trying to discredit him. It's just the way he approaches the game is wrong, is all. Um, and uh, going to the I, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't think he's very conducive to winning. Not no disrespect. I mean, I guess, fit, I, I guess yeah, he, yeah. The way he, his play, you're saying his play style, just the way he he operates as a player is just not. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like I know it's been said before, both by me, myself, and others. Like his best skill is scoring i guess and he does that at a very like average level <laughs> like i don't know like there's not yeah, uh, like like what else does he do i don't know just 
You can go on. Yeah. Now, I, my, I guess my question is, I guess he'll, he'll always be a starter no matter where he goes. But if he was making less, do you think we would view him in the same way, though? Or is that is, is part of the reason, I guess, the salary is the reason that we view him as like, eh, he's just kind of eh, like, right? I mean, well, I, guess- well I, I agree. But I'm just saying, like, I think to your point, um, this wasn't exactly where you're going. But if we were getting the same level of production from like a second round pick that was making nothing, we'd be like good yeah. player. But I also think that player... If he was doing some of this shit, not not thirty two points yesterday, but just the yeah, shit yeah, in the beginning yeah, of the yeah. season, I think he would be benched for Morris. You know, if we just like took yeah, him. okay, just the way he operates. Yeah, you're saying yeah, play style we, is just not really yeah yeah because if he if Tobias was a scorer off the bench, he'd be a little bit more valuable. Um, like when yeah on, yeah hypothetically, like I say, it's a good point. It's a good point just because of the way yeah, like you said, the way he plays is not really it's not conducive to to winning and the in the fit, especially when Joe now he can do what he did yesterday and when Embiid's out, it's a little bit different. He has more room to operate just because you don't have this seven footer that's a scoring machine from all over. You know, not only dominating the paint but also dominating touches, which will take away from Tobias. And I think you know he he definitely thrives when he's not on the court. Um and. I just the fit is it's not great, which I feel like we say. I think I've said that same line every single podcast. But hey, if <laughs> it's not great with Toby, right? And and our wings like it wasn't necessarily Tobias every time guarding him, but no, uh, we couldn't we level. couldn't stop uh, Jalen Johnson yesterday. He, he and he's really good. Uh, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. Uh, and we're gonna talk about some other Hawks and how they perform because we've talked about both of them potentially being Sixers. Uh, hence why we wanted to do a pod after the Hawks game. So, um. Well, actually, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about some comments first? We're gonna introduce something new onto the onto the program. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we got a little comment section where we're gonna read off some of the comments from the most. We'll we'll go with the most recent Sixers Mania posts from some other uh, people on here. There's a few that are interesting, kind of just general comments about the game. But I mean, we'll just kind of get reaction reactions. Uh, Billy, you want to kind of go we'll off get this your one, reaction the, as well? Come on. Well, okay, we'll get both. We'll get both <laughs> in here, but we'll start with. Uh, let's see. Blazing Blue Hope. Here we go. Daryl Morey needs to trade for a superstar. Thoughts on that? It's just a very general <laughs> comment. But do you think we will make a trade for a superstar? Is there is, is there a superstar out there right now? A superstar is not out there. The best yeah. player, the best player that might get traded, unless you consider Dejounte Murray a superstar, he might be like I'm not just talking about in terms of the Sixers you're getting. I think he might be the best player moved at the deadline, depending on how you rank Siakam, Dejounte Murray, mm-hmm. and Zach Levine. So yeah. Um, yeah. If if any of those guys fit your thing, I think you could argue that they should. I'm absolutely not on. Whatever. We'll talk about that later. But absolutely not in Siakam. Uh, but the other yeah, guys, I uh, agree. I, I wouldn't be mad at either. Even though Levine's contract is bad, but it does seem like you can kind of get him for nothing. And I think he's underrated at this point. What about here's you? A, here's a here's a funny comment actually. Okay. This is Never mind. oh sorry. Well, I agree with what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> okay. not, not a lot of superstars out there. I mean, we, we've been over the trade talks and all that thing. But yeah. we'll go over to uh, this one's from. This is a hard username. Erdo, Alex, all one word, 68. Doc Rivers would never show emotion like Nurse does. We finally have someone who cares. Wait. Thoughts on that? Dude, Doc Doc was emotional. What the hell? Like <laughs> He said, Doc shows no emotion is basically what he's saying, which I, I do disagree. Okay. Like, that's the one thing Doc did show was emotion. Was I coach. think he did show emotion. However, I do think there were times where Doc Rivers looked like he didn't give a fuck and wanted to just be like on the golf course. But Yeah. But I do think Nurse shows more emotion than almost every coach in the league. So. 
Well, yeah, I guess and that's, I w- all, that's a hard part. I, I do have like a vivid image of Doc Rivers just sitting on the bench with his arms crossed. Right. Like he was known for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Versus Nurse does kind of do the hands behind the head. Wide open mouth. mouth. Yeah, 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 wide open mouth. Just absolutely shocked at the call, which like he's, he does show emotion, but he's also a great coach and from the X's and O's standpoint. But uh, we'll go with one more here from A.J. Hoffman. This one is... I love Pat Bev and what he does, but we need a backup guard that scores to go along with him like a Jordan Clarkson or something, which I think we can all agree with, right? I mean, would you ship off Pat Bev in a heartbeat for, I guess you're not going to say I don't think you'd ship him off. I think you just right? get another guy. You keep, keep Everly here as like a fourth guard. Okay. Okay. You know? All right. I, 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 mean, I don't think that's what he's saying. Like, I, I think he's just saying like Beverly should not be like. In addition. Yeah. In addition to yeah. have another guy in there. And yeah, the last but, one, like real quick, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. like we talked about how Springer had 13 minutes yesterday the, and so did Beverly in fairness. But like, it's like you just give those 13 minutes to or, or less minutes to Beverly and yes. then you give more minutes to a better bench scoring. Uh, in terms of Jordan Clarkson, I don't really want him, but uh, you wouldn't take him on the team. Hole. Really? Uh, I think his contract's a little gross. Let me, okay. let me look it up actually. Well, as you talk about the next, contract. but I feel like he'd be a very interesting fit. I mean, Clarkson is, is a scorer. I mean, and I, I just assume doesn't he, I mean, he, in the playoffs though. I mean, I guess honestly, if he, well, he wouldn't start even though he, he no, he absolutely like, not. Uh, I feel, he's not I mean, he, uh, okay, all right, I would agree with that. I mean, he would come off the bench, I guess, but yeah, I, I would love to see. I think I think Clark should be a fun addition. Really, I, he would, I mean, I think I he think, fills the need in a way for. I mean, ooh, he is God. a pure scorer. Um, a contract though. How no, bad? not uh, I, not that. Uh, oh, got the stats. <laughs> yeah, how uh, bad? Um, I didn't realize. You know, I. I'm going to be honest, right? Jazz are not one of the teams I, I'm tuning in on. on I don't think regular. most are. Jeez. Uh, he is shooting 30% from three. Oh, my God. I'm shooting And he's a career life. 33% three-point shooter. Yeah, I don't want him. Fuck off, Jordan Clark. <laughs> um, All right. You heard it here wow. first. Clarkson is out. Wow. I didn't realize he was that bad of a shooter. Man, I guess I haven't checked in on Jordan Clarkson in a while. That was that was mind boggling to me. That's the highlight of the pod right there. Anyway, go on. Uh, I'll, this no, last comment. This last comment is from Nikki Ushkak. I can't. I, the very hard last name. Ushkak. But <laughs> sounds about right. Okay. Uh, we'll go into it though. League gets harder and harder to watch every single year. I can't even enjoy basketball anymore. So thoughts on this? Do you think the the officiating has progressively got worse? Are we just spoiled, or is it just correct? What do you think is the is the what is the problem here? I'm not gonna whatever. Um, you're not gonna get fined. You're not gonna get fined. No, no, no. no I I know that. <laughs> I was I was more so talking about the comment. First of all, yeah, you know, whatever. There. Respect the the loyal followers of Sixers Mania. Um, yes. let me just say that. However, that uh, person is lying. It's not like they watched a ton of basketball before. That that everybody who says that is, is not like yeah. The officiating is annoying, but you're not not watching basketball because of the officiating. There are several other reasons you're not watching basketball. Anyway, I, that, yeah. That's all I gotta say. However, officiating, uh, I mean, I think there's weird stuff. I don't think it's any worse than it was a few years ago. Uh, JJ Redick actually had a pretty good rant about all the new rules that help the defense because you know how everyone always talks about like, oh, the yes, defense, like it's possible to play. Mm-hmm. Like, like there are there are things that they've added that um, that makes it easier to play defense because they used to call yep. certain things like like when Trey Young used to jump backwards into people. However, some oh, things classic. remain. Of course, like like there's obviously going to be bad officiating. I think it's harder in the NBA because there's just more possession. Like football, it's not it's slowed down. So I think football and football gets it wrong too. But um, I think a lot of times when people compare it, it's hard it's hard to officiate basketball. Is my main takeaway. 
It, it is. And I think, I mean, the players have said it, obviously they get heat in the moment and, and you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're not going to make every single right call. The worst is when they go to the replay and they still somehow manage to get it wrong. And even if it's very close and the majority said, well, you're probably wrong. It's just, it's hard. It's a, it's a difficult job. I would not want to be a ref. I think, oh, it's fun. It's, it's a very, it's a brutal job. All game, you get yelled at by these players. There's never a correct call, no matter what side. One side's going to be happy. One side is going to be furious. And that's just the way it goes. It's a, it's a brutal job, but I think the fans understand it. And the ones that watch it, you know, fouls happen. There's, yes, there's always going to be bad calls. But I think overall, last game was an example of maybe they stretched a little too far. The Sixers kind of got, I don't want to say robbed in a way, but there was some bullshit. I I think that, I think it's fair. But also, I could say that if Trey Young knocked down that second free throw in regulation, maybe none of this matters because they probably would have played defense a little differently and maybe he doesn't foul max like you know yeah. there's so many so many what ifs i mean basketball, no and, so and you look at that and that's one game right and then you compare it to another game where we maybe get the better end of the stick whatever the case is it, it always finds a way i feel like to balance out for the most part there's not the league's not conspiring against the sixers i don't think so <laughs> they used to just not no well, the, yeah i'm yeah. not talking about the refs i'm talking bring about back henke thank you fucking silver anyway yeah, yeah. fucking fraud uh all right uh clarkson's contract uh two years after this one uh for uh, 28 million total so 14 a year yeah it's a not, little not, steep a little yeah steep i actually there. think that's that's not bad it's just i don't really Ooh. like them that much so i'm not gonna put 14 yeah. million on that it's a big asking price though for especially where we're sitting yeah. at right now Mm-mm. plus this year he makes 23 i forget that how the trade all work i think we'd have to match up to 23 this year and then it would decline so. now if you're still on the utah jazz roster can you look at laurie market and bring him that on the sixers great. Yeah, I mean, we've talked yeah. about him before, yeah, but he, he just seems like his price tags. Uh, he's not he's not going to be traded, which which is interesting. Not interesting in terms of team building, but um, yeah. but anyway, that was our comment section piece. We'll uh, yeah next time for when we do it again. Uh, it's fun. That was fun. I'm not meaning to insult everyone. I'm sorry for anyone that did not get hear. flamed, bro. <laughs> they know. Well, you know, so it's always good to have some some input from the uh, from other fans. Oh. Anyway, yep. Okay, uh, we. We talked about Murray, and, and I believe we actually talked about Bogdanovich as well for just a small portion. But the Murray rumors heated up. It's actually that uh, the Sixers are one of the f- few teams. So I think the teams that are listed were the ones that I've seen. Warriors, Knicks, Spurs are the the three main ones that are interested in Jante Murray as well. Uh, and I think a lot of those teams make sense for him. Um I'm a bigger fan than you are. You were a little bit no. However, he did ball yesterday. Not that that should influence you. Has your thought changed, though, just like thinking it over? Because my thoughts change on guys that aren't playing either. So, like, I'm not saying it was a factor. I ball. mean, I mean, I think DeJounte still would be a good fit. I, I overall, um, obviously, defensively, he's a very, very good defender. And then I mean, people point wise, out how it's really fallen off the defense. And but I do think whatever we, we, we sort of talked about last week. But but I, yeah, I also we'll talk think. About that later. I also think when guys come to the Sixers, not to say like the culture is different. That sounds like cliche. Oh, my God, the culture here is different. But I, I feel like, you know, not to say the Hawks don't have championship aspirations, but I think the motivation, especially on the defensive end, it kind of does like inspire guys when they do come to, come to Philly. Because, yes, you're playing with an MVP and Joe, like, let's say whatever the trade happens and Maxi's here and Beats here and DeJounte's here. I think his motivation does change to really play a, a different way defensively and bring that intensity on that end. And also just like the winning mentality mentality because no offense to Atlanta yes they're gonna make the playoffs and they're they're gonna be okay but they're not a true at least in my opinion contender I'm sure the players aren't going I don't think they're making the playoffs they're 
fucking brutal. I, I think they'll make the plan or find maybe find a way. They, I mean, the, you they're know, currently the 11 seed at 15 and 21. So yeah, but I mean, they, a game they, away from the Nets. That's what I mean, though. They can still bounce back, and I think some teams will shift. The Magic are good. I know they're high in the standings, which they usually aren't. But uh, no, I, you know, I was just, the point is, though, I think when you go to a different organization, the, especially defensively, I think the, the mindset does change, and there is that winning culture, which, like I said, is cliche, but it's it's true. It's a real thing. It is. But DeJounte, I would I would definitely take on the team. I don't know what the exact trade would look like. I would love to sure you have it or have some trade pieces or potential. Love to hear it and kind of get that side of it first. But, yeah, th- there's like a couple of variations of what the actual package should be. But I do want to talk about the defensive point that you okay. brought up. And I and it's something I agree with you, not not Philly specifically. I would just more so use title contender slash when you go to a team where yes. you're less of a of a role. Like even even just something like Drew Holiday, when he was on the Pelicans uh, and the Sixers, he was like a very main source of, of offense. And he was still a really good defensive player. Don't get me wrong. He was better than what Shante is right now. However... Once he got traded to the Bucks, he became like the best defensive player in the league. So yeah, uh, it it really just depends on your role. I, Murray has shown it before. Now, what's weird about Murray is you talked about that aspirations that the Hawks don't really have that. However, they've had I don't want to say championship, but he did get traded to them after they made to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, um, thanks so, to us. So and they were a playoff team. So you have to wonder. A they they you could say they fell off though. They really just beat the Sixers because the Sixers beat themselves. Right. And then B with Murray, he was he was actually an awesome defender on San Antonio, and that team mm-hmm. was fairly good. I believe they made the playoffs uh, with Dejounte Murray and pretty much no one else, which is kind of crazy that they're unable to do that with Wembenyama. They are currently six and thirty with. I'm mean, that not a Wembenyama take. That team doesn't have a point guard, which is why I think they want Dejounte Murray. Um, so I I just I, I find it interesting that he was a good defender and then he became more of a scorer. And he's a really good offensive player. Um, I don't know. Just like, I think it's tough to play with Trey Young. I'm not blaming Trey Young for everything, but I think he would be a better defender on Philadelphia than he would be in uh, Atlanta with a reduced role in offense and a just, you know, different aspirations, as well as the fact that he's surrounded by better defenders and he doesn't have to worry about like Trey being a liability because that, that changes how you have to play defense. Um, so I don't know. I, the defensive point is interesting. I think he'd come in here. He'd be one of the best. We, we talked about last week, but I think it's uh, it's a very solid contract, especially where Jalen Brown is going to be making $60 million in a couple of years, and Deshante Murray is essentially making a third of that. He, uh, he'd come in. He'd be the best passer on a team that doesn't have a lot of good passers. Uh, he's a very good perimeter defender. He's taller, which we don't really have. Our, our guards are really short, um, which obviously is important on defense. He's got a long wingspan, plus he's tall, big, whatever. Um, but he's also, he can shoot over people and he's probably would be one of the better guard athletes. I, I think Ubre is probably the best athlete on the team uh, or KJ Martin yeah, guess, in terms of guys that play and he'd be a really good athlete. So I think he provides a lot of things we don't have. We desperately need a backup point guard. If we acquired Murray, you can move Melton on down, um, stagger him and, and Maxi, whatever it may be. And I think it would solve a lot of issues. Um, plus just give us some more scoring punch, playmaking, whatever. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. I've warmed up on a Murray trade even more so I, I would say than than it was previously. However, if the price is too high, I do understand you got to take it away, especially. And I'll get um, while I'm coming up with a uh, hypothetical Murray trade. Um, let me uh, get your thoughts on this because it. All right, I don't. I don't think he's going to be available, uh, and I don't think it'll be this year. But I feel like this is kind of the conundrum. Uh, plus, and if we're looking at things this year, like Kawhi Leonard. 
uh, just got mm. extended and Paul George is in the talks of, of extensions, whatever. Um, so if we want to make a trade for that wing, the, the guy that is kind of being thrown out there, but it doesn't look like he's going to be available. However, it looks like the fans have definitely soured on him is a mm. familiar face. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, he's had a really bad year. However, he's on an unbelievable contract. I still think he's a great player. And he'd be a, like the best fit for this team. So I don't know, like if it costs you a chance at Mikhail Bridges, I feel like we're going to be kicking ourselves. So I don't know what are your thoughts on that. Well, I I know I thought I I thought I saw at some point this season like the Nets wanted to build around Bridges. Mm-hmm. So we're like I I think that's they, I don't even based off the fact that they've been terrible and he kind of looks like a role yeah player and he's been bad. Um, but, but yeah, I mean yeah. he he'd be a tremendous like you said he'd be a tremendous fit here. I mean he would slide in seamlessly. I mean he doesn't have to practice. It's that it's a perfect wing. I mean that's what's what you need to go alongside Maxi and Joel Embiid is a, a guy that's three and D and is athletic and can do all the right things from a wing wing. Uh, position there so yeah he'd be a great fit i'd love to have him obviously a local dude anyways <laughs> you know we drafted him for that, 10 that's, seconds that's and then, not what matters gonna be i just have not to say what it. matters but not what matters but still nice just a nice touch but yeah he's a great fit and it's like you said affordable contract at least at this point what's the deal on it like when, when is that up what's the specifics there the Mikael Bridges contract, he's three years yeah about 20 million per year which is once again yeah, man, keep in mind Jalen brown is making like 60 million so um hey if we can buy low if we can buy low you know I would but, uh, well i think it's gonna you're gonna if you trade from kale is you're trading everything you have so yeah, that, yeah that's just my thoughts um all right so quick preliminary uh Dejounte trade and this is actually involves both players i wanted when we talked about trading everything i'll get a Dejounte on his own but you could do Bogdanovich and DeJounte for Tobias Springer and then basically all the picks you want to give up. So um, I think we can trade three right now. Uh, you, would you trade three first? I, I think three first might be a little rich, but both those I players. I would do two. I would do two and two. Tobias and Springer. I mean, I, might, I just, I don't know if they would do it. Yeah, I think I would offer two and then just stand pat if it doesn't Is happen. Bogdanovich expiring or no? No, he's once again similarly he's under he's under contract for a long time, uh, which could be problematic. I think it depends on how you value him. I think he's I think he's well worth the eighteen point seven that he's making this year, and he's I believe I like him. I think he's a good he'd be a great fit here. Him and both, yeah, they'd be great. Well, fits. so I actually wrote about it for uh, six or cents, plugging myself. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. Bogdanovich, to me, it's like he's way more athletic than JJ Redick and Seth Curry were. And look how great those guys were. Plus he's basically shooting better than those guys were, or, or as good as good. It, it depends on, he's a higher volume than Seth Curry by a mile. JJ's probably a worse shooter than, but I don't know. And he can pass. Like you saw that behind the back yesterday. He did that more in Sacramento when he wasn't playing with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Uh, he can create for himself. Like he, he's a very good player. I think he's pretty under. Yeah, he's not a stiff. No, he's not a stiff at all. Yeah. 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 He'd be great. He'd be great in a trade. Absolutely. He'd get valuable minutes. He'd bump some guys down for sure. Yeah. And and if we were to do that trade, so obviously we lose Tobias. Um, we would then okay. yes. Um Morris Covington slide up, or do you put Bogdanovich and run a smaller lineup? You'd probably though I'd probably play Morris or, or uh, I would go yeah, or, and you got or Dejounte. Right? Yeah, you got Maxi Dejounte. I think I feel like I would love it. I think Uber should start. I really yeah, do. If that were the thing, I mean, you'd get a lot more threes or, or I think, starts. I, like, I think I, it would I be Ubre and Morris and then Bogdanovich will come off the bench. That, that's what it would be in my opinion. I would do Max. That's a really good first six. Plus you got Melton. So yeah. Plus you got, yeah. Yeah. Like, plus you that got, would be I mean, a really deep a, team. 
So it's a really deep team. And that is that, yeah, you go eight, nine deep, but just like, like that. So, I mean, that would be a phenomenal trade for the Sixers. Can they actually do it? I don't know. I, I would give two if, if they really want three and you're trying to go all in. I mean, this is the deepest team we would ever have in the Embiid era, I think, with the if that trade did happen. And we already have a very deep team yeah, right th now. This is already one of the deepest ones they've had. I was going to say, yeah, it's already deep. But I, I would absolutely do that. If you have to do three, honestly, at this point, I'm kind of in fuck it mode. Just do it, <laughs> make, make, make it happen. Well, it's one of those things, too. Like, I think Murray's going to look better here. And honestly, I think Bogdanovich is, too. Like, like if you really want to switch things up, you could trade for them and or and then unload them to a different team if you want to shake things up for similar value. Like I don't think their value is going to go down on the Sixers. Is all now granted, it's harder to trade players than it is picks because every team likes picks. Not every team likes certain players, but still. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think Murray and, and both Bogdanovich would look great here. I think fit wise, and like we said before, you know, when you come to an organization that has a guy that's an MVP and an All Star bloom, you know, blossoming in, in Tyrese Maxey, that is, <laughs> it takes the pressure off a guy like Dejounte Murray, who really is the true second option. Uh, and a nights when Trey isn't playing, he's the number one dude on their team, and it takes pressure off when you have guys around that are also, uh, you know, threats in the in the team as to plan for you that they're playing. So yeah, yeah, and, and when he plays like Trey Young, once again, defense like. He has to. He's got to make up. He has to make. He has to try to make up, which I think could lead to defensive lapses, like just more gambles and everything like that. Um, people have worried about shot selection. He does take a lot of mid ranges, but I don't know. Like, he can create for himself. It's it's refreshing. Joel takes a lot of mid ranges. Who gives a shit? Fuck it. Bring back the yeah. Whatever. I'm gonna sound I mean, like I, an old head soon. Yeah, but it, it, who cares? I mean, mid range is not a. It's not the worst shot. I mean, I, if you can make it, you make it. And Joel, we know Joel's knockdown from yeah. there usually. So yeah. yeah, if you if you wanted to trade for just. Dejounte. That's when you get into, um, and you could argue this makes the team better this year. I I don't know. Like I I would prefer that one. Um, but if you wanted to give up slightly less, just trade for Dejounte, you would then instead of Tobias, you'd be moving Morris or some combination. Maybe you do Robert Covington and maybe Paul Reed. Uh, that would get the salaries to match. But um, I don't know. It leaves us a little thin at center. But I think I think Paul Reed's an interesting trade piece because I think he's a young guy that that teams could be interested in. He's very cost controlled, um, but and he's one of the only guys that's under contract for the future on this team. So I don't know. I I'm 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 in on Murray. I'm a, I'm every as the weeks go on. I'm a little bit more on Zach Levine just because, like I said, I I think people are underrating the fact that we can just trade him again in the offseason. and and he would probably look better. Mm -hmm. But there's mm -hmm. so I guess there's that. Anyway, um. All right, I think that's we spent an exorbitant amount of time talking about the Hawks pretty much. Beautiful. Just just good stuff. Um we obviously looked miserable against the, the I, I, we're not going to go back and talk every oh, game. God. Looked terrible against the, the Knicks. That was just embarrassing. They left Embiid in uh to keep his 30 and what 10 streak doing? alive and Embiid has not played since then and it, the reports are that his knees just getting worse, which it's like fuck me. It's like the worst thing that can happen. So um did you see the Ramona Shelburne report i did not see the report i don't know what the was what okay. was it yeah so I, ramona tends to get all the Embiid news which seems weird but she basically made it seem like the injury and then she tried to kind of backtracked it um she made it seem like it was worse like the knees really swelling um she said it's the the kind of knee injury that is normally a four to six week injury and i'm like okay like that's just kind of a bomb to drop um and, and I will say it's been weird with Embiid. Like we, it's been pretty clear that like he hasn't progressed much. I don't know. Um, obviously it's concerning. I mean, I'd rather have him have the injury now than later. But yeah, 
anyway, yeah, go on. Whoops, I was pulling up the remote shelf. Oh, I, was <laughs> I was looking around for it. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, now is way better than later. I mean, we're in you know mid-January here. He's got a couple weeks to hopefully get going before uh, they hit a tough stretch. I know Marsh is a very difficult month. I was looking at their schedule. They play some really top quality teams in the West, and they have their West Coast road trip, I believe, later in March. And I, I'm sure they'll go out West again probably the end of this month. Usually, I feel like they do at some point in January. So the teams and the matchups will get tougher. They've had an easy stretch, uh, but we've said it before. I mean, they need him to win games and, and be on the court to, to be able to win games. Obvi obviously, Maxi is as you know, took a huge step this season. He's progressed amazingly well beyond everyone's expectations, but that's one player, right? This is, I mean, it's one player. They're not good enough to win without Embiid. I've said it before. They're, they're maybe a play-in team, maybe, right, without him. I mean, and that's debatable. Yeah, so I mean, based off what, what's just, happened this year, they're not even that. Like, I don't what have they won, like, three games without Embiid? <laughs> So. That's what I mean. So it's it's really difficult, and uh, I hope he gets well soon. But at this point, obviously, health is top priority. I mean, if he's not good to go, if he's injured, you can't bring him back and rush him. I'm sure, hey, in two weeks from now, if we had a playoff game, he's playing, right? He would sit out the next week and start progressing, and he'd play that game. But um, I assume he's at least able to move and walk around. I saw him. I know they were actually Marcus Morris got a key to the city, and B was there, right? He was walking around. He yeah. was in the yeah. video clip of him. So yeah, I mean, I don't think he's, like, he's he's not Lonzo Ball. Like he's fine. No, he's. Not like, like in a boot or yeah 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 so he's obviously still here and with the team and mobile and and hopefully progressing i think it's one of those things where i mean joel is always banged up it's he's one of those physical guys in the league it's just, it's just being at his size so it's tough there's always an injury he's never not injured it's just it's just true he's always sore and injured and banged up no matter what yeah. but as long as i think at some point he can come back hopefully by the end of this month that would be ideal but who knows they need him they need him yeah, and with, unfortunately, with us stumbling and some of those teams that came off slow out the gates on the come up, it uh, might lose some seating. Who who cares in the grand scheme of things? If Joel's health, healthy for the playoffs, that all that matters. But um, we're the three seed with twenty three wins. I know, I know. Well, I'm not not going to talk about the losses, but the Magic are the eight seed with twenty one wins. There's a lot more narrow of a gap than it used to be. Uh, the Knicks have been juggernauts ever since getting OG and Novi. They're on a five game win streak. The Cavs have won four in a row. Like the these teams are catching up on us now. The Pacers, I'm not. They unfortunately have the Halliburton injury, so they're they're even worse off than we are because they got they really got no one outside of outside of Halliburton. Uh, but I don't know. Trill, they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna be. Uh, there's teams gaining on on the Sixers as well. The Heat, you always have to worry about. So I don't know. It's oh, just yeah. well, they had the Heat. Yep, Colton. he could be an eight seed. Go to the finals, as we know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, real quick. Do you have any interest in Pascal Siakam? Uh, Sam asked our group today. I was. I think I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm yeah, right. I, I think shout out to shout out to Zach with the Tobias Harris, but with the spin move. Uh, shout out to Zach Van Zickland for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just not interested in in that at all. Uh he can't dribble. I think he's pretty much Tobias Harris. I also saw they seeking a max and that was kind of a hold up. Like I, I, I think there was some rumor, I don't want to like misquote, uh, where the Kings were interested, but like Siakam might not want to extend there. Uh also, by the way, it, it, while we're I don't want to say we're discovering. Uh -huh. I this uh, is what I expected. But Siakam's mm -hmm. shooting thirty point eight percent from three this year. Like, we don't we don't need him. Doink, We're fine. We're Doink. Fine. Yep. He can, yep. He's an okay player. He's overrated. Uh, also, like, BTL. I don't know. Has have your thoughts on him as a player at all? I, it, this is a recent turnaround. But OG and Anobi goes the Knicks and they turn into a juggernaut. Like, meanwhile, the Raptors had him, no. him being OG Siakam and Scotty Barnes, who's awesome. And they they were shit. So I don't what know. are they? What are the Knicks? Five and zero, five and zero. Yeah, like with OG, 
Yeah. Yeah. Small sample size. They'll, they'll be no, for sure. For sure. But they, they look really good. I'm, I'm not saying I'm worried about the Knicks or anything. I know. Like that. Don't, I know. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But OG looks really good there and looks really conducive to winning. And, and telling the Raptors, they, they just weren't. And, and yeah. we knew this of OG for sure. But like still. No, we knew he was the type of guy that can kind of slide in to be a good fit. Honestly, on most teams, just because he just has that build. He's a, he's a good fit. He plays the right way and, 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 you know, would work with majority teams in the NBA. But I think for the Knicks to, to be a juggernaut is, uh, is a bold statement. Now, once no, I'm again, I'm not saying they're a juggernaut. I know, I know. Like they have demolishing teams. Is yeah. It? As of late, they've been very, they've been playing great basketball. And, and that's something where, you know, it's a long season, things even out, but they definitely improve though. They, they, I don't want to say they won the trade. It's too. Oh, soon they won the trade. Know. I, I mean, really? like, I guess you could say the only thing I, I've pointed it out before. Uh, you could argue that if they pay OG a max, then like he becomes the Tobias, like a. The, yeah, a, I, I a guess slightly better version of the Tobias. I Harris. guess the Raptors basically acquired like two decent role players in exchange oh. for a star player, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what you a good role player. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think you could argue that was a salary dump. To be completely honest, okay. And they only yeah, that's a second, and then quickly they have to pay as well. Now he's restricted, so they can actually afford to pay him. So like, I understand why balling, Raptors actually. did it. Yeah. It's just they should have done it earlier. What what were you saying? I was saying quickly's been playing very well. Actually, yeah, qu- quickly's great. It's just that, uh, you know, I think what yeah. was it like this off season? They were asking for three first round picks for OG Ananobi or four, and teams were offering very high picks yeah. and they were turning them down. Like they should have just done something like that. They held on to OG. Yeah, so and now they were. Hey, hey, it was the stupid. easiest thing to see. It was a dumb decision. It ended up being a dumb decision. Um, you hate Masai, don't you? I, yeah. I do hate Masai. He's <laughs> completely overrated. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that I guess that that's it on the trade front. Uh, there's been no other rumors. I would say, uh, in terms of six or straight targets, it's really just that Murray thing, which is why we spent uh so much time on that. Uh, but uh, they are it does, like Windhorst is reporting that we'll be aggressive. So, uh, we shall see. Like we, we always means. are. We always start stuff. Like Daryl always are. is, and we do have to maximize this around Embiid. I understand. However, you might only have one more shot at a title, so I feel like you might be better off just waiting with all your assets in the offseason. But once again, you can. Pro- I think it's underrated how you can probably flip the guys that you might acquire right now in the offseason. I'm sure we'll do something. Yep, I'm sure we will as well. All right. Um, we got an upcoming stretch here where we, you know, Kings, Rockets, Nuggets, Magic, some very good teams. Uh, it's all home except for the magic game of those games I named. Who knows if Embiid's going to play? I'm sure the conversation will be uns- insufferable if he misses the Nuggets game, even oh, though he's missed God. several of the other games and clearly has an injury. Uh, speaking of Embiid, did you see the Shaq comments? Yeah, what, like Shaq got like quadruple team back, back in his day, right? Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. So, and, you know, he's getting double. Yeah, please. Right. right. Uh, love Shaq. I don't think he watches basketball. Well, I think he watches basketball. I don't think he, like, gives guys the, I don't want to say the benefit of the benefit doubt, doubt but, but, yeah. but more so, like, he doesn't take into consideration some things, and he always thinks his his era was better, no matter what, which is fine. I know most people do. 100%. Oh, 100%. I mean, Shaq's got a point in the guess, but, like, at the same time, Embiid is, you know, he's truly yeah. getting doubled and he's dominant and uh, i think Jokic gets praised which rightfully so we said before hate Jokic, but great player absolutely great player um but yeah i mean Embiid should i and Embiid received praise before from shaq i feel like he sometimes flips like Embiid's having a bad stretch yeah. he'll flip me like Man, well, well it's just like, easy to hate on Embiid all the time everyone does it is it, so. it is I, it I just is. want to quickly talk about those comments for for those that that didn't see it so essentially i think it was adam lefko was giving him 
stats comparing it was like Shaq's best season versus Embiid this year and Shaq blindly was like yeah I would take the guy who's doing what Embiid's doing and then he's like oh Embiid never got double teamed I was getting quadruple teamed and like I I know you had to put a lot of guys on Shaq and the spacing wasn't as good in the 2000s I'm not denying that mm-hmm. uh however I am denying if he's telling me that Embiid gets one-on-one coverage every time I am denying that uh there are several instances and you can do this Honestly, you can do this with every player where you can take a screenshot. Like, I think in the video that I think it was Bleacher Report. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not, not yeah. sure. In the video, yep. they showed a picture of, like, Shaq with four guys on him. You can do that with every player. And, like, uh, sometimes the screenshot can be misleading. Like, you could probably do it with Ben Simmons on the three-point line. Yeah, no, but both like were. Happens. I mean, Shaq got quadruple teamed at times and B got triple teamed. It, it happens, man. It's it's yeah. NBA. I mean, it's set, your center, especially. I mean, you're when you're dominant like Shaq was in his prime and, and wouldn't beat his right now, I mean, you're just an absolute dominant force. You have to put two people on him. Edwards says, I don't know how they lose a game when he's out there. Anthony Edwards knows what's up. He plays the game. He understands. I mean, he's a special talent. Yes, he clearly gets doubled and tripled and whatever you want. You can throw as many guys on him as, as you want, but the bottom line is he's putting up historic stats, and these are professionals that he's going against, and not a single person in the league can obviously handle him one-on-one. It's just true. So. Yeah. And the league just, the league's very smart now. They like you can for all the things i do think it's easier to score now because the the being smart has gone on both ways but i think it's underrated like the reason we're not denying that Shaq in the half court was was probably better um because but because if Shaq made his free throws his numbers would probably be way better than Embiid. no one's denying that however Embiid does i'm not saying Embiid's better than Shaq. i'm not really i'm honestly i'm not even going to give an opinion on that it's not like i'm kind of thinking of it i think there's a better argument than people realize anyway um, I think he's, but you look at Embiid, he's a better shooter, better free throw shooter. So that does that. Once again, I'm not comparing the two, but like, so yes, his numbers are going to be a little bit more inflated, I would say. Um, obviously Embiid has to get done the playoffs. Yeah, but, but hey, free throws. I'm just saying, I thought it was just disrespectful. Yeah, hey, to be like, like I said, free, hey, free throws, free throws part of the game. You can't make them. That's on you. Shaq got fouled plenty, yeah. right? I mean, he and, did. And if Shaq so, was knocking them all down. Would they defend him differently? Probably. Like they, like if Shaq was a ninety yeah. percent free throw shooter, or, or you know, eight, whatever, eighty around where whatever. he is, yeah. they probably would be try to not foul him quite as much and just let him. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the game, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, I th- Embiid's not going to win MVP, so there's uh, because yeah, if he misses I mean, nine yeah, more games, games, he doesn't even qualify. Yeah, so, he's not. It's unfortunate. And and everyone hates him, so that's that's pretty much all I have on that. Um. All right, uh, anything Sixers you want to talk about before we bring back a familiar segment? Uh, no, I mean, hopefully Embiid gets healthy. I'm, I'm, that's, of course, the main number one priority. If Embiid's not out there, we're not winning. That's just the truth. But, yeah, hopefully in top priorities, Embiid gets healthy. Hopefully Maxi can continue what he's doing on the court and just play well and need our other role players, Oubre to step up and Melton to step up. And, you know, hopefully we can get some wins here and just kind of kind of string it along with the, with the shorthanded Sixers team, which looks like, at least for the foreseeable future, next few weeks, which, like you said, there's a tough stretch. Some of those Western Conference teams coming here. But, uh I think we'll be okay. I think we'll hopefully write the ship a little bit, but who knows? Yeah. I uh, 100% agree. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we talked about a lot. There's there's not a lot going yeah, on. Once Embiid comes back, we'll get into the, the – thanks for sticking around for, for anyone here. But we're bringing <laughs> the take segment back uh, because there's not, not a ton. So uh, let's 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 go for it. Um, Maltz, do you have a take? Uh, I do. Do you want to go first, though? I I will go first. However, I want to point out my Aaron Rodgers take that I gave I gave a while ago with Sam mm-hmm. is uh is is a lot more uh 
What was that take again? Um, I basically oh. talked about how I really like Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I think the media oh, yeah. Go hates Skyrim. on him because of yeah, they do because of Co- and not not just me. I think every all his teammates love him. Um, all those other things and whatever. You can go back to the pod if you listen to it. But anyway, getting your take, uh, hurt. New, 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 relevant. Man, I have so many ones I want to drop. Um, hmm. I need to come up with a list. I have. I got my list. I need a list because right. I'm not. Remember, yeah. Okay. Go. Um. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll help. Do you want? Um. I have a football one. That's. And then I have a a non football one. But which one? Let's do go non football. I want me. Give me the non sport one. Okay. Um. All right. So like. God, I have to make sure I'm saying this in a way that doesn't uh, come off. Oh, well. gosh. Um, I'm going to use an example. Anyone having pride in, in their, like, heritage, um, I'm not talking about, you know, certain things. But, like, uh, the instance I'll give, if you're, like, if your last name's Di Giovanni, uh, that was a joke, but, uh, you know, like, and you're like, oh, I'm Italian, and you're embracing all these Italian things, uh, that was not a shot at Sam. Just, just something like that. <laughs> um. You have an Italian last name, whatever. You have an Irish last name, and you're like, "Oh yes." If you don't know anyone from that country, why? Like, why do you care? It is uh, having pride in your heritage that you're not really connected to at all, besides having maybe a last name, is okay. is really dumb. And the, the the years as we go on, like we're Americans at this point. I'm not saying if you had like if you don't know someone that isn't, you know. But what about if you were like up, you know, raised that way? Like your parents said, like, oh, we're gonna have like. If your parents, if your parents were like, <laughs> if your parents were like, um, you know, had some sort of connection, that's fine. I just think a lot of times there's people that don't have parents with a connection that are like, oh, my last name's this. I'm gonna be like, go Italy, you know, go. Well, I keep yeah. picking on Italy, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, a, a lot no, of know stuff, you know, a lot of people, people do it with. Uh, I'm not, actually I'm not even gonna touch that, um, but you know, uh, people just have a lot of quote unquote connections, and it's like I'm they don't really believe in that or like aren't really part of that culture. Like I don't know if you're some dude in growing up in New York that's Italian, like you're not you're not connecting to the old country of of Italy by yeah, you're in Staten Italy, um, you know, anywhere Ireland, whatever. Like the people that are like you know be like oh i gotta have my guinness because i'm because i'm irish it's like no <laughs> that probably didn't yes. come off the way but i had to there was a very steep slope there so that that's why i had it. no i'm gonna give i'm gonna give my my football take as well as much as i like that take it was sure sure um trevor lawrence is just the biggest fraud uh that we've ever seen and is absolutely babied by the media everyone uses that had urban myers his head coach excuse other other quarterbacks have had bad coaches. I hate to break it to you. It's just that you like Trevor Lawrence before the draft, which I did too. I thought he was the number one guy in there. Whatever. Um, Justin Fields has had terrible quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Fields is arguably better, uh, but people don't want to admit that. Mitch Trubisky had Matt Nagy, and no one was like, "Oh yeah, if he had Matt Nagy, he like sucks." Like, I, and I yes, I keep naming Bears, but uh, I'm just saying. All quarterbacks have bad. Like, there's so many bad quarterbacks. Even my boy Jalen Hurts, who I hate on all the time. Uh, don't think he has a great supporting cast right now and was on coaching. Well, he, has, he has the guys. But Trevor Lawrence, he has Calvin Ridley. He has Travis Etienne. He's got a relatively okay offensive line. I know they were banged up. Doug Peterson's not not the worst. He should be better than what he is. He was an, He's an absolute fraud. He's sucked every year. He's just never, He hasn't been a good quarterback yet. And yes, all the quarterbacks are terrible, 
so he probably ranks higher up still, but he needs to be better. He is not the guy people thought he was, and the benefit of the doubt that he gets is insane. It is more than any other quarterback. Even people were more critical of Andrew Luck, who was significantly better than what Trevor Lawrence was. Uh, that is all. Trevor Lawrence is a fraud. Okay. You, you Strong. Have, you, Love you, it. You, no, <laughs> no, not fair. You would like to have that. My, my take, I'm going to shift to my take because I don't disagree. I mean, Lawrence is, yeah, I mean, he had a, he had a tough season there. Um, but switching gears here, honestly, kind of staying in like the football realm in light of all the coaching departures, if you will, not really like the strongest take, but also just kind of true. My, at least it's more of a generalization, but coaching is BTO. It's overrated. I really now football Across coaching. All sports? Is a, uh, okay, that's what I was football going. coaching is a different tier, but I will say, especially comparing, you know, with Belichick departing from New England and then Saban retiring from, you know, of course, Alabama. What's well, one thing, Belichick, great coach, right? But I think a lot of it is, hey, you had a great system and a great player and a Hall of Famer and Tom Brady, which we know you don't love, kid. But hey, still, I, I don't Famer think I don't know if the listeners know that I don't like Tom. But well, now uh, they do. But it <laughs> should be know, expected. There, there's yeah. there's that connection. But I think like especially in football, I mean, yes, coaching does matter to agree to a degree. But overall, I still think like when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback and you have pieces around it, it almost not to say it's a seamless fit, but like look what. Bill Belichick did with, yes, his team had no talent this year, right? Their defense was kind of average, and the offense was horrible. They didn't have a quarterback. Mac Jones and Zappi were atrocious. But, you know, it's just coaching to a degree, I feel like, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it really comes down to the talent at the end of the day. Yes, in football, it matters a little bit more. And I want to give credit, like, for example, I think even college, it matters even more because especially these guys are younger. You're really developing them and teaching them. And also the recruiting aspect, which like Saban's out there recruiting, that's a skill to recruit players and bring them and build a culture. But also it's having a program that wants to fund it and everything. Like how much of that is Alabama versus how much is it Saban, you know? Yeah, for oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a big piece. But there's a lot of schools out there that would love to have a big program and fund, and and there's some of those power schools. But you know, I mean, like Alabama won a bunch. Not to say like Clemson or you know, FSU and all those powerhouses down south, especially. You know, sure that. But Saban built a culture, and I think it's it's definitely hard to replicate. I, but the recruiting aspect is underrated. And obviously, he was a master recruiter to bring in all these guys. And and I think once you build that culture, it starts to funnel. And you know. And, I think I, I saw the stat before Saban showed up to Alabama. They had, I believe, zero Heisman winners. They had four in the, what was it, 15 years that he was there, 20 years that he was right. there. But it is. I mean, that's. And yeah. I, I don't know how charismatic. Like, I think they just invested more into the football program, is, is my take. And I think it was a just lot strictly of, monetary. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I'm not saying they're, they're paying players, but um, I'm just saying, <laughs> no, that, like, no. when they have all the best, yes, you want to go to Nixon. No, one, no, one, no one's trying to go to Alabama for, like, the weather. Uh, because they really want to live in what are they, Mobile, Alabama? I don't, Tuscaloosa. 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 Yeah, right. Uh, no one's no one's moving for that. So like, I get it. Like, part of it's saving, but it's also like once you have success with it's one guy, more are gonna come because they're gonna be like, oh, I can be the next. Um, Bryce Young's a bad example. Well, it's fun. Hey, uh, some I know one of the uh, the what was the number three receiver in the country uh, coming into this year decommitted to Bama just be, like, right after the Saban. Which I mean, hey, it's I get it though, I get it. But I think my take was just you know coaching in general, right. each, uh, Which I think and for I most sports, like especially NBA and some of the other ones are, are definitely true. I mean, not to say NBA coaches, uh, but let's be honest. I mean, even especially like assistant coach. I mean, they're doing nothing. I'm sorry. I know they're they're prepping and planning, especially during game time. Come on. The Sixers have 10 assistant coaches. I could easily slide in there with a suit, and you would have no clue. No clue. All I'm saying, Sixers hire me. But, yeah, it's yeah. true. So, Yeah. 
Hi, both. Uh, I um so I I do agree with a lot of what you said. Um, and I think it's I I actually think you did a good job talking about how football, even though football is definitely on another tier, there it is also kind of overrated in football. And I think you can look at a guy I just talked about, Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl with against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady with Nick Foles, and he goes to. Goes to Jacksonville and looks like a fraud. And I think it, it, this isn't what you were saying um, with this, but I think it also just speaks to the small sample yeah. size of football. If I, and obviously, I'm not saying that they should do this. If, if football was an 82 game season, how realistically, how many, how many do we the Eagles even make the playoffs with Nick Foles and Doug Peterson? Like probably, probably not. No, you know, probably not. Like, like if he had to play extended time. Um, but but because football is what it is, and it's one game, and it's any given Sunday. Yeah, the Eagles yeah. won a Super Bowl, so no, um, no I mean, yeah, for sure, so. for sure, no, for sure, I, I'm definitely a part of the sport, and yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a fair point there. But in, in general, I mean, coaching to a degree matters. Obviously, what you put on the field and court and and rink and ice and, and every every aspect is the product out there. The talent will always outweigh the coaching, no matter what. It's just true. I mean, you yeah. could have the you could and, have and I the do think Bill Belichick is the best coach. Time. Yeah, I think we saw. I it. think he was a great coach, great coach, mastermind. But obviously, Terrible GM it, it, there's <laughs> there's only so much you can do with the talent out there, and right. it's and not the coach's fault. It's it obviously goes back to the GM and the franchise, and that's a that's yeah. a franchise thing. And to Bama's credit, they obviously had a had a dynasty, and they know how to build. And same thing with the Patriots in their prime and and on their run. But yeah, I don't really I mean, want to give Saban credit. I mean, maybe this was my take. Apparently, that I think Nick Saban's like kind of a scrub, know. but like, I don't think he's a scrub. But he wasn't a great NFL scrub. coach. And granted, he didn't have the talent. I'm not. I'm not denying that. It's Better than James Franklin? Not everyone. When you have the best players, he you're going to win. Like, but he, but did he recruit them? I guess is like. I mean, he went out there. He did, and this year he didn't recruit a good quarterback. And I guess that's true. Uh, and 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 they sucked. Like, yeah, well, there you go. They did something in the playoffs. And then he said, they, and they and then he said "I'm done." Yeah, yeah, so I, well, I mean, interesting. Yeah, I just think uh, Bill Belichick. I just want to say because I do think I do think he's all, like the best coach I've seen. I think he's had the greatest impact. Um, he is just a terrible GM. He's taken player personnel for a while, and he's just been awful at that. They haven't really hit on anything since Brady's been uh, or like since Brady left, and even before that, they that's why Brady left. They just weren't they weren't doing anything. Uh, I still think Bel- Belichick's great. I think will be great wherever he goes next. I just think like. You got to be careful with giving any coach personnel is always bad, but yeah, it really is great. I think there's a lot of good coaches on the market in the NFL. Like this is the the best set of coaches I've seen available. You can get Bill Belichick. You can maybe get Pete Carroll. I don't know if he's done. Same with Belichick. I don't know if he's done, but Vrabel's very good. Like I'm like, wow, there's so many options. And yet there are still so many shitty coaches like the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway. Um, yeah. Go barge. Cause sorry. It was my Syriani impression. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eagles might be sitting on the couch next week, uh, depending on. We'll see if Baker can light us we, up when we do a pod next. I still think the Eagles are going to win, uh, despite some hatred I might might spew their way. But um, anyway, uh, let's you? get let's get your prediction. Eagles win. I think the Eagles win in a sloppy game. I'm going to go. I'm going to go twenty to seventeen. Eagles win okay. twenty to seventeen. I think it's going to be higher scoring. I think it's going to be like okay. I, I well, I think yours is higher scoring because the weather looks like shit, and I do think it's going to be sloppy. Now, granted. Eagles defense kind of sucks, so I think that might actually be a pretty good prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, oh, we're say, frauds on defense. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say 17. I'll say 17, 16. Fuck. Wow. In a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> Until when? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um. Yeah. And, and uh, that, but that'll be all. So, uh, Balls, where can they find you? 
As always, on Sixers Mania Instagram, PSF app, check us out. We're everywhere, so all on the socials. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be out there looking for those comments as well. Make sure you comment on the post. Check them yep, out. Yep, they will be featured in the pods from from now on. At least yep. when doing them with Malt, uh, assuming the assuming the the fans still bring the heat. Um, oh, bring the heat. Anyway, right. that's right. Uh, all right, Embiid, please get the fuck back because well, I don't want to rush you from it, but these these are miserable to watch without you. Anyway. Uh, you can find me at Will Coffer on all social media platforms and uh, hopefully next week we'll be we'll be back or, or the week after with, with something more positive but trade deadline's approaching I know we talk about trades all the fucking time but uh, things are going to get more concrete so should be good anyway that'll be all thank you for listening